What's up, guys? Kels Charles and Maggie Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys. As always, presented to you by SB Nation. I just got a text from Dave, and I know you did too. So you're welcome for this unhinged opening. Start <laughs> the show, someone, anyone, dear goodness. Kels Charles and Megan Murray, if I didn't say that. <laughs> It's Friday. <laughs> it is Friday. It was we had a late night watching that game last night and it was so totally worth it. I could not sleep due to adrenaline for like the longest time. Um I was panicking. I I was literally sweating through my sweater. It was a struggle, but we came out the other side on top. Um I it was genuinely a very stressful game. Um I love this team. Um, but I was like, I was like the stress I feel in my soul and honestly, also Gino Smith, like being someone that I have to worry about, like, I know this is not necessarily new news, but sometimes my brain gets stuck in like, you know, two, four years ago mode. And I just like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, like when Jerry Jones wanted to bring in what's his name, you know, when they bring in like old player, like old players that used to be like something and now they're not. And then they didn't even make the end up actually didn't even make the active roster and got yeah. like that kind of vibe where I'm like, I'm just like, I have this thought of who you are and I just haven't really fully erased it yet because you just, I don't know, I just haven't. And then last night I'm like, oh, yeah, like mm, you've changed you've changed yeah and I mean he started that change last year I feel like he really put himself back on the map um but yeah he was really dealing last night and first of all his receiving core is not to be underestimated oh Um, having (laughs) DJ Metcalf is like a hilarious cheat code hilarious big that man is huge that man is terrifying Three touchdowns, like who who does that? Like he literally had as many touchdowns as our entire receiving core combined. Like, congrats. Like, I can't even like be mad at that. Like, that's just that's just elite. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no hate to him or Gino, honestly. They both played really well. Um, I was getting so frustrated with us, just the penalties were so killer especially in that first half it was like really hard to get a a rhythm going and you're just like if we get too far behind these guys we don't seem to be able to stop them so we're gonna have a really hard comeback to mount luckily the offense was up for it and uh eventually the defense was able to lock in but good god (laughs) yeah I mean this Cowboys team was trailing um come for the first time at home for the first time at home that actually is 100% true thank you for that reminder um cuz last week that obviously was not true and i know it was it was a point going into halftime but still they were not leading the charge and you know i don't know what your vibes were going into half but how was it at the stadium when people were like freaking out like cuz I mean, again, like the stress, like you, it feels like it was one of those like years off my life. And like, thankfully in a good way, like we came out on top type of game. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is, so 
I had like several friends that were all there last night. And um, so I like after our series, I was like, let me just beat a little bit of the rush. Like they'll just go right into halftime. Like we got this. We're, we're good. So I left right after our series and went to the bathroom. And then I ran into one of my really good friends and, and your good friend, uh, JJ. And so I started talking to them for a while and I was like noticing that like it wasn't filling up like the way it usually would at halftime. So I was like, what is, cause that was, it was like a long time. I was like, they, like we're clear, clearly at halftime by now. Yeah. But no. So I missed that whole, like towards the end, I got, I caught the end where they like threw that touchdown 5,000 times before they finally got it. Um, <laughs> that was, that was stressful. Um, and not the way I would like to go into a halftime. Um, especially, you know, knowing that they were going to have the ball uh, to start the second half. So, um, that was not great. And I, I was panicking, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) Like I was truly unwell. Yeah. I mean, I would have been too. And if you've been here for a hot minute, I would have definitely like shame on me for not being as active on social as I should be as of late, but, um, it definitely would have been the appropriate time to throw out a Smucker's reference where they need to have some uncrustables in the locker room yeah like that that was the vibes like that was what they needed a hundred percent maybe they did have that honestly maybe they (laughs) didn't have that because like I had this again as you guys know (laughs) used to have some in some intel into what the locker room looked like from the equipment side and it was either like pb and j at halftime or hot dogs like that was like the thing. And I'm sure it's the same, quite honestly. Like I'm sure it is. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and say that someone threw it, went a little above and beyond and hit them with the uncrustables. And that's really what gave them the edge to coming back in the second half. Someone's been putting something in Dak's uncrustables. Um, we need to talk about Dak Prescott because <laughs> he, that man officially, if you guys I mean, it's, he's a part of the MVP competition. How can he not be at this point? Like he is the talk of the town this past month or so he's been playing lights out. He's been playing an elite level of football. And that has been, I think my biggest criticism. And I think a lot of people's biggest criticism of Dak is that they're like, yeah, he's a great quarterback and he got paid a lot of money, which is how it works. When you talk about markets, et cetera, et cetera, we all know how it goes. And just because He got paid more than someone who you might think is truly elite doesn't mean that he's, quote, a better player. It just means that's how the market operates, right? All of that aside, he is now formally, officially earning his keep. Like, that man deserves every penny that this Cowboys team is paying him and more. You know, I know that this probably gives you the heebie-jeebies, but he's even getting praise from the likes of, like, an Aaron Rodgers and talking about like that was before this game yeah he was like he's fun to watch you know like the complex reads and the how he's checking out of these and how he's you know he's scheming like he personally is playing against these really intricate protections and he was like I'm honestly he's playing the position at an incredibly high level and like that is no small feat coming from a hall of famer who could probably beat most teams with his eyes closed like it's just fun and it feels like there's this incredible energy 
He's really clicked to his CD. CD was not really getting the targets earlier in the season. He really, you know, it was like they had something good, but it wasn't great. It's now officially great. He's got swag. He's being one of those guys who not just goes in and drives the bus, but he elevates the entire team. He is personally elevated CD Lamb, in my opinion, to one of the best receivers in the game right now. And I have always thought CD was good again, but this is a rising tides moment. And that to me is what true leaders do and true elite players have the capability of bringing to a team. I mean, and the defense was talking about that after the game last night, they were like, he came over and he essentially said like, we uh, like, I did my job, go do yours. I know you can do it. Like you've done it before. And that's like what made them really like lock in. And I was like that, that's huge. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, and something he said too, after the game, Dak, um, he said, he was talking about his haters and he goes, I appreciate them. People can say what they want, but I have the pen and I have the paper. So I'm the one doing the writing. And I was like, mic drop. (laughs) It's so good. You could tell, like, as that game kept going on, like, he was getting more and more confident, which was really bad for the Seahawks and really great for us because he was turning up. Yeah. Like, he was bucking up to people. He was getting sassy. He was, like, on the sideline, just getting in people's faces. And, like, when he was walking back to that locker room, he was like, I don't think his head's ever been held higher. (laughs) No. I mean, I think you're right. Like, it's it's just – It's a different Dak. And, you know, it's always like that was one of the early praises I think a lot of people had on him. They were like, you know, he comes in and he just leads the locker room and no one's ever questioned his leadership capabilities. But I don't think they have praised them to the level of, like I said, being a transformative part of a team. And like that is I really feel like what we're seeing and how he is, again, like just single-handedly in my opinion like and I would give credit to the coaching staff for doing their parts and I also think that as an ownership team as a coaching staff you know these players and these coaches like you know going up and up the ladder it's like they work for you you have to empower them to do their jobs like let them do their jobs let them work your job is to remove barriers and hire great people so they can do their jobs Right. Like that. And that's, yeah. that's what I feel like they're doing with that. Like they are literally sitting there and providing him this environment to succeed. If you listen to the post game interview where he did with a Fox team, I thought this was really great when they talked about um, where he alluded that sack where we were like a million percent sure that he was about yeah. to get taken down. And he just like, that was nuts. Like that was like that was insane. That was like Power Ranger status, bro. Like Ninja Turtles, whatever. You all like everyone was like, oh man. And like the Seahawks fans were like, yeah. And we're then, then we were like, what? what? And he even That's talked insane. about this. He was just like, no, like he was like literally like, sure, there's a feel to that. And you have to be able to feel that. He's like, but I'm gonna be honest with you guys, like we practice that. The coaching staff is the one that makes us practice that all the time. We talk about it and we we work on it regularly. So if I'm getting taken down, how can I escape? But then also talking about how you can have some of your skilled players drop back, try to figure out how to get you out of that scenario. So they're yeah. not just like, you know, 
go route into oblivion. See you 10 years from now. Good luck, homie. Like I did my assignment. Like it's like true team dynamics that it's, you cannot just orchestrate that overnight. Like that is something that takes chemistry. That is something that takes grit. That is something that takes, you know, rubbing dirt in your wounds side by side. And that's something that I think that this team specifically, again, like on this offensive side, now that they are starting to have like their moment too, has really, really done. And they're showing that it's, you know, really paying off and dang it, it's fun to see. Oh yeah. And like, it's kind of like exactly what you were saying, because when he did evade that sack, like not only did he have some, like he didn't just chuck that ball like out of bounds, like just to save the the yards or whatever. Right. Like he completed a pass. Right. Like that's crazy. Yeah. I, I was like, that was one of the more insane parts of the game. Um, just what a what a dude. And I love I love when people have to eat crow. It makes me so happy. Honestly, Everyone, birds are not real, but the crow that I'm having to eat uh, when it comes to Dak Prescott is a very real thing. And it's fine. Like I will 100 percent do that um humbly and I'm happy to do it too I have to say like I really am and it's just I mean he's just playing I mean look, let's look let's look at like his stat line right now you know he's completing let's see he's got three touchdown 299 yards 29 for out of 41 uh 115.8 QBR like this dude is just next level right now. Like he's, and again, like I love this too. Like I'm such a little, you know, team player cheerleader. I love when this final individual stats page on the game book has to almost bleed over into the next page. I love when there's like eight to 10 people on my past receiving list. I love when that list is so long. I love seeing a longer rushing list because that just means that they are able to put so many different guys in the mix they are multifaceted and they're becoming harder and harder to game plan against because they can do so many more things in their repertoire but can we talk about that though like specifically because you know going into at the beginning of the season and even like going into the Eagles game I've definitely I felt like they were stifling Dak a little bit, maybe like giving him maybe training wheels so he wouldn't, you know, throw the the interceptions like last year or whatever. And I was like really not happy with the play calling. I wasn't happy with, you know, not getting Brandon Cooks more involved. Um, and, you know, we all all could tell that Tony's like not being helped out as much as he could, you know, to be able to establish that running game. And like this three game, the three game stretch and then this game, like, to watch them like take that time to like really um like set up those pieces for success like the way that like Brandon Cooks is getting cutties that was not happening he was barely getting receptions yeah and like the fact that like he's they're spreading the love like the guys are really like just the play calling the the way that everyone's a lot more comfortable together and the fact that they they had the, you know, quote unquote, easy games. And then they had this one where they had really had to overcome something like this really sets them up for success going into this 
really hard set of games that we're going to have. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly totally in agreement with you. Like, I feel like we are in a good position to be putting together a lot of momentum. Um, I'm even feeling like I'm seeing again, and I'm sorry, I keep saying this, like, (laughs) I really feel like Dak is really elevating a lot of these guys. And I would even go out on a, I'm not going out on a limb. Jake Ferguson is one of them. Like, Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Like again, I'm sitting there listening to hall of famer. I grew up in Kansas city. You guys, like that's where I spent my formidable years, you know, had my teenage years there. It was like the Trent green, um, Dante Smith, um, is Dante Smith. Yeah. And also like the Tony Gonzalez era, like, that was like the more Anderson when he was there. Like it was just like you had that it, Tony was like the guy. Like I grew up watching this man like dunk footballs through the field goal posts. And yeah. it was just so cool to see him sit there and be like, no, yo, I real before we clear this, you know, this show out, we gotta talk about Jake Ferguson. Like, like what a dog. And and Dak is like. No, he is like this dude has swag. He is like down and dirty. He can be your grinder, like blocking tight end. But he's also got the hands to go and be that receiving tight end too. He really is kind of like that go-go gadget thing that, you know, they try, they turned Jason Witten into where he was more of a receiver. Then they're like, hey, we actually need you to block. Like, sorry, now that we have um, yeah. a different team in the house. Like, and and I feel like, that's what Jake Ferguson has stepped up and filled brilliantly. I completely agree with you. And the fact that like, I don't, I don't know if this had to have translated on TV. I don't know if they showed it so much. They were after every play, there was so much chippiness between both sides. And a lot of it directed at Jake Ferguson by the way, um, like he was getting pushed. He was like, they were like getting in his face and he was, he would just stand there and he'd be like, yeah, say, say, do what you're going to do whatever. And then he's out here hurtling guys. He's getting in the end zone. And he's like, that's the talk I have to say. Like, that's all I have to say for you. Sorry. Like he wasn't putting his hands on anybody. He was just like, I I'll do the talking with like, getting like getting these tutties, getting these points. Yeah. Hurtling your man. <laughs> yeah. No, it's- that, that photo is art. It, it really is. And it's just fantastic. And again, a testament to what this front office has put together, what this head coaching, head coaching team, did I say coaching almost? Like I just almost said coaching. Like as in goat coaching? Yeah. At, basically as in that. <laughs> They're coaching right now, guys. Congrats to <laughs> Mikey. Big Mikey on that one. I mean, do you also, one thing I do want to know, are we doing any more of this like watermelon breaking? Like, is this happening and we're just not becoming privy to it? Because I really feel like we, the, the for the culture, Mike, yeah. we could use some of that right now. Like, and it would be fun because we're winning. I need, I need to know. I feel like there's, there's gotta be something. I propose. This is my form. Mike is getting crazy in the locker room. I just know it. You know, he's doing something like formal petition to let us in on the fun. Yeah. Like we need to know. I just want to be involved. If I need to be breaking my own watermelons, like let me know. (laughs) I will do what I have to do to 
you know, work hard for this team. Speaking of someone who was left out, um, I think this has only happened. I was listening to our dear friend, Davey Helms. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this has only happened five times in the NFL or at least in recent NFL years. Um, uh, poor little Brian Anger was sitting on the sidelines, twiddling him. His oh my God. Nothing to do. There were no punts in this game. None. Zero. Zilch. Empty. Did you, I don't, he might've mentioned this and this, this might've been where you were going. But did you see that? Like, there's that's only happened in five games in the in NFL history. And that's that what I'm saying. Yeah, Mike McCarthy's coached three of them. Oh no, I didn't know that. Two at Green Bay and one in Dallas. Art. Beautiful. I. I that is. I am putting the the Danucci hands up right now. <laughs> yeah. Those like, are Danucci hands, they're not DeVito hands. Let's get it, don't get it twisted. 100%. Like, miss me with this DeVito <laughs> thing. Like, go talk to your parents and get permission to use that before you come at me, bro. Like, literally that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, like I'm glad they're having fun losing or kind of winning, whatever. Irrelevant is what they are. Yeah. Exactly. All I know. No, <laughs> truly, though, that's, I was like, so 60% essentially of like those five games in NFL history have been coached by Mike McCarthy. That's crazy. We are mapping right now, folks. Fantastic. Um, no, I mean, it, it again, like I, you know, sorry, B guy, sorry, Brian, you did not get any playing time barely. You were basically he probably um, was like happy about it. Like, like he's like, I just got healthy scratched and I didn't even mean to be. Yeah. Like, shoot, I I was all warmed up and everything. Like, maybe I should go jog. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, nuts. And also, while we're staying on um, the special teams game, because I am the number one fan for all things special teams in the face of all things special teams, Brandon Aubrey stays perfect with his um, 38-yard field goal. So I feel like, what is that? Um, How many weeks is that? 23 straight field goals. So not too shabby. I was really surprised, not mad, but that that, uh, the Seahawks – kicker whiffed that one of those field goals I mean that's like the epitome of my special like, team you're inside <laughs> I literally that's why I canceled myself a couple years ago on yeah. Twitter and I was like I was like bro you have one job yeah you have one job it's like that's you're all- one of the easier environments to make it happen <laughs> you really are like you're indoors and wind is not blowing like you can't say that you hit the feet like you hit the yeah. jumbotron like that's not a thing anymore yeah. I, I always was like this with um with uh uh free throws in basketball like yeah. I think I became like obsessive when I played basketball I was like you don't you don't miss free throws it is technique it is focus it is and you and I didn't like I really was like darn good at free throws because my dad like drilled it in me and he was like it's, it literally is a process. It's a process. Like yeah. you, know, you get up to the line, I would spin the ball and I would hit, I would bounce it twice. And then I would do it. Like, that was like my thing. And I know that kickers from what I have my experience in being around some of them, I feel like they're very, very similar. And they have like a process where it's like, Hey, I wear one cleat, this cleat on my kicking foot, this cleat on my other foot. You know, they have different cleats for different things, obviously you have different cleats for different surfaces. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you're human. That's why it happens. That's how it happens. Yeah. But still, like, we're all imperfect people. But it's such a mechanical role that 
you feel like it's really important to try yeah. to nail that. And I have to imagine too, that so much of it, even more so than some other positions is just mental. Because again, like your job is basically making free throws of football. Like that's what you do. And you've got 80,000, a hundred thousand people like trying to help you not, or well, not all of them, but like, you know what I mean? Like a yeah. lot of people that are just, and it's very loud and whatever. It was pretty loud last night. I won't lie. I mean, it, it, I, I can imagine it was popping. Like, especially the deep <clears throat> when it was the different, first of all, <laughs> I, I need, I, who, who does the game ops? Like the, like the board or the TV jumbo. Corey Miller. Okay. Corey does that. I need, we got to have some words. Like we need the more of the quiet on offense thing. Oh, <laughs> people get too excited and they're like, yeah, go Dak. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> uh, quiet offense is working. Yeah. They put it up a couple of times, but I was like, I think maybe we do it every time just to like train the brain. Yeah. Yes. Because everyone was just like so buzzing the entire time, which I don't blame them. But I was like, y'all, let Dak listen to the people in his ear. Yeah. Um, it is, a, it's a definite thing. I will pass along that feedback because. <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> just so you have it. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, overall, it was just, it was a fantastic game. We haven't really, really only talked about the offense. I mean, Micah Parsons going in further back and, uh, uh, you know, cementing, in my opinion, like his uh, defensive player of the year vibes. That was just such a way to end the game. And, you know, I I love this. I think I re I retweeted this. Alec Medford from, he's a producer for 105 Through the Fam Fan. He's fantastic. And he was like, well, choosing not to, um, block Mike Micah Parsons is a dot 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 choice, and I was like, <laughs> yes, art, uh, so good. So it was pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, they they got the stops when it mattered the most. Um, it there was a lot of times where it wasn't pretty. Um, but you know, you got to see D Law had a sh a shining moment. Um. One shining moment. Land did get toasted quite a bit during the game, but he got an interception. So, yeah. And then Micah, like, they really locked down at the end. Oh, Hankins, three sacks. Um, Hankins shouts out. Big boy. He got the game ball last night, I believe. Or I don't know if he got the game ball, but he got to do the, the chant, lead the chant. So, Shout out to Hankins. Um, but yeah, Micah really sealing the deal. I mean, everyone's like, Micah won the game for them. I, that's, the wording is correct. I feel like people just get too in their head. Like, obviously, if we're talking about the MVP of the game, it's Dak. But in all technicalities, your boy, Micah Parsons, ended that game. So. Um, for the technicalities purpose, I feel like that was just Cowboys poetry. For it yeah. to go down like that. Yeah, you know, I was a little stressed out because I was like, if you got that first down, like you wouldn't have to be in this position. And they had a lot of time. Yeah. And it was nerve wracking because you're like that. The defense had like been spotty yeah. at best. Yes. A hundred percent. Again, lockdown when it mattered. Yep. 
Um, it really did. And I feel like, honestly, it was just one of those things where like, I know this defense has kind of carried this team for the last couple of years. So it was, again, as I mentioned, like kind of poetry in motion for it to kind of go down like that, because it's like, listen, I will say this, like they always say like defense wins championships and it's kind of like, um, the defense walked so the offense could run. And like, that's really how this team is vibing right now, where the defense is putting this offense in a position to go knock it down and, and really like seal the deal. And the offense is going above and beyond and doing just that. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I even have much more to say other than the fact that I completely am eating crow about both CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott <laughs> happily putting a little hot sauce on it just so I can feel a little extra pain um, yes. about, you know, my words five years ago or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> and I'm super grateful to be in this position. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shoot, dubs are dubs, baby. Didn't have to be pretty. Yep. Oh, also, uh, you texted me last night, but it was it was um, the boots that I was telling you guys about. You guys probably saw them, but it was the Charlotte Jones was wearing boots that we designed for her custom. So that was kind of fun. So if you guys are in the Dallas area and you go out to any of the Lucchese stores in Dallas, in DFW, Fort Worth as well is fine. Uh, and mention Medal of Honor from December 1st to December 10th. Shameless plug, but it's for a good cause. Um, yeah. We're going we're gonna to be donating um, 10% of the proceeds of any sale that mentions um, Medal of Honor back to the Medal of Honor Museum. So cool That's stuff, fun stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. So um, anyways, Mego, what else do you have for the good people? Um, Shoot, on to the Eagles. On- I'll be watching this, uh, the Eagles 49ers game very intently. Um, it's going to be huge. That's going to, it's going to be huge and massive. That's Sunday. What time? A lot of implications. <laughs> we love a good implication. God. I, love, I like good ones. Bad ones, not so much. <laughs> I just like, congrats to the 49ers. They're yeah. terrible. Honestly, the Eagles too. Like, it's like nice now that. The Eagles don't terrify me the way that the 49ers do. Yeah. Like, I think we can beat the Eagles. But, like, after that 49ers game earlier, <laughs> I'm like, mm, I don't like them. Yeah. They're, they're scary. Like, we can, I think we could still beat them. But I just, like, after that, it's like, I feel like a wounded puppy. I'm like, oh, I don't want to. Yeah. I know. Um, well, it'll be fun to watch nonetheless. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Um. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to leave this random ADHD thought here because I think it's fun. I texted this in our group text, so you're already privy to this. But I feel like, speaking of the Eagles, the Long brothers, Howie Long and his Uh son, the Long brothers walked so the Kelsey brothers could run. And I love them both. So I'm not picking favorites. I'm just letting you know that, like, 100%. That's my hot take of the of the week, of the month, of the year, because we're in December and I can formally close out the year with the hottest takes. <laughs> I don't know if that's a hot take so much as a good observation. Thank you. Maybe 
<laughs> Maybe because I like low key, like had like a crush on Chris Long, and I was like, he's great. Like I was like, I kind of hate that I think he's great. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I can't knock you for it. Yeah, it. We love we love a good brother duo. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, but your favorite duo is this one. Let's face it, kids. <laughs> Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you guys so, so much for joining us. We really do appreciate you greatly as always. Um, make sure you are subscribed to the Block and the Boys podcast, wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. Also coming out, Meg and I on social. I'm on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. I'm also on Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles and Megan is at Meg Mary with four R's on uh, everything. There's some really important things that it's great for you to understand, you know, going into the weekend as we watch games that are not our own, but still relevant to us and our wild card implications. So, um, Megan, leave the good people with the words they need to remember. Dallas forever, Philly for never. Philadelphia is a no. <laughs> Birds aren't real. Bye, guys. <laughs>